is the best time of goddamn year. This is my Christmas, but the day after Uncharted 3 comes out. Yeah! It's like a, it's like a super holiday. Are we gonna just start without talking, without an introduction? Oh uh, yeah, but this is the this is the Halloween episode for That's 2011. Right. So I just had to get that out. <laughs> As opposed to our 2000 or 2010 Halloween episode. Well, that we did have that, just no one was around to record it. We were just, you know. Hey everybody, this is a Boy Howdy podcast. Like we don't talk about like this when we were like just hanging out. <laughs> this is Annie. This is Bill. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, yes, it is in fact Halloween week. Yes. Here in Bill's It basement. is a week before Halloween. It is exactly seven days. Is before... Halloween Tuesday? It's week? No, it's Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Oh, now I'm suddenly thinking about Uncharted though. I'm getting more excited about Uncharted <laughs> than I am about Halloween. It is it is Tuesday, As October twenty fifth. Is it the twenty fifth? <laughs> This is an awful way to start. No, Let's no, this is good. No, is this the 25th? Because this is important, too. This is the 25th. This is an important week in geek history. October 25th. Uh, October 20th, the week of the 20th, is when the Goonies takes place. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, October 25th, um, 1906, was the wrecking of the Peter Iredale. Oh, is I saw the... Is that the ship? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Which is the ship that's on the, coast. Uh, on the coast. Also, on October 26, 1985, is the day when Marty McFly time travels to 1955 and all that shit happens in the first Back to the Future movie. Oh, Bill. Actually, I think it's the night of the 25th. It's the day of the 25th when the movie starts, and then it becomes like 1.18 a.m. when he wakes up and he has to go meet Doc on the 26th. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Plus, because I read the Goonies novelization as a kid, I know like uh, like October 22nd is when the Goonies starts. Oh, Bill. And that's a multi-day adventure. It's a thing, yeah. <laughs> so I like this kind of year. This time of year. I know this is very special for you. Yeah! So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I just saw that about the, the shipwreck thing yeah. today, too. Yeah, there's yeah. a big shipwreck. What kind of ship was it that got wrecked out on the coast of Oregon? Um, I think it was an old shipping vessel. It was like, um, anyway, it's really not terribly important or interesting yeah, for but anybody the, Well, there's this If you live rock. in Oregon, you should go look at the wreckage. It's cool. The end. Also, the, 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 um, the fucking, oh shit. Okay, so I swear <laughs> too much, and listening to my podcast, I hate to listen to myself swear, so I have a pile um, of change and a swear jar. That's for the fucking, that's for the shit. And that's for the two times I just said it again now. Shouldn't the coins be different denominations for the... I only could afford a roll of dimes. Okay. What do you want from me, man? Yeah, fuck should be 25 cents. <laughs> okay, so what are you going to do with the money once it's all collected? I'm going to take the money and um, buy my mom an ice card Aww. and tell her she should have raised a better daughter. <laughs> my mother always said that expletives are the refuge for the uneducated. And that's why I dropped out of college. <laughs> Then I'm not gonna want to swear too, because I don't want to make your mom sad. But well, then all I do listening. is swear. I know she's not listening. Your mom's nice. She'll at least give one of these podcasts a spin, and, and then, then, then be we're gonna swear. And then she's gonna try very hard not to write me a strongly worded letter. Exactly. Excuse me, not strongly worded, pointedly not strongly worded. Anyway, anyway, this, so is, this is Bill and Annie. Halloween week. It's Halloween week. So what you playing right now, Bill? Uh, what am I playing? Um, I am playing Dark Souls still. <laughs> still? Oh, I'm trying to get it. Well, I know I'm not going to get it beat before Uncharted comes out, but I'm just trying to get my licks in. Oh, man. Well, and I shouldn't even have to worry about it because Uncharted is going to take... I mean, Uncharted games are never longer than, like, eight hours through no. the campaign or anything like that. So I can beat that in a day and go back I home. do not have enough fucking self-loathing <laughs> to play those stupid games. That stupid game! Like, I'd watch Dark Souls? Foley, yeah, just watching Foley play made me feel cranky from afar. She has the patience to play that game. That is why she is with me. She has this... Oh, no, you have to have the patience of a saint of to, to, to get far into that game. But yeah. I do not have it in me. Yeah. I do not. Did you even try it, though? I played it for all of two minutes and i was like uh-uh no. man oh you know what the best thing is last night i got cursed 
Oh, did you? And cursing, what happens when you get cursed? It, uh, your life bar gets uh, semi-permanently cut in half. Oh, seriously? And if you get cursed again after that, it gets cut down into one quarter. Seriously? And again, it, down to one eighth, depending on how often you get cursed. So when does the fun happen in this game, though? There isn't. That's the best part. It's a miserable, it's a miserable simulator of miserality. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just... Uh, that's why I have a day job. Yeah. Well, see, no, that's why I like the game so much. Yeah. I have to have something that, like, you know, drives me crazy as much as a day job would if I had such a that's thing. That's right. So Bill is self-employed, and so he plays Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm still going through that and playing little bits bits and pieces of Aliens uh, Infection? Is that what it is? The new DS game? How is it? That I borrowed the DSXL off of you again to yeah. play. It's pretty good. It really is just a Metroidvania game. Yeah. It's just, like, Symphony of the Night, except it's got alien shit in. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But it's kind of unremarkable just because it is that kind of game. Yeah. This kind of game should have been made uh, using the Aliens franchise years ago. So the yeah. fact that this is out now, it's it's more I'm surprised it took this long rather than this game being... They're making up for lost time. Yeah, no, but it's good though. It, the, the best part is that like um, your crew of uh, Marines are all unique characters. Mm. Like they all have you know, unique character art and portraits and stuff. And once they die, they actually die permanently. Oh, seriously? Unless they're captured by an alien and cocooned Mm -hmm. and, like, infected with another alien baby spawn. Yeah. And then the, you could go rescue them, but there's always a chance their chest could erupt. Oh, no! Like, okay, that's actually kind of a cute But that's kind of cool. But it's kind of cool because, like, you get the choice of, like, which uh, uh, Marines you want in your squad. And then yeah. you could be like, I want the hot, ch a badass hot chick. <laughs> or this wimpy guy. But no, I know, I'm not going to get I wiped see out. I three pi pixels of titties. Yeah. It's, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's a pretty okay game. So yeah. I've just been uh, playing that. Man, so we've been in preparation for Uncharted. We've been replaying the first two games. Oh, you and Foley? Yeah. yeah. We finished the first one. Well, actually, we're, we called in a friend to play for us while we went around and did things. So our friend Matt Jones came over and played the first game, the bulk of first game for us and we finished it so how much of the game are you guys actually playing you're, it we're sounds probably, like you're more just watching them we're playing. each probably playing a third of it okay well to be fair those games are the most literally the most watchable games in existence oh yeah no yeah but no so we, we play, finished the first one and then um i briefly started replaying dragon age origins i randomly got a bug up my ass to do that and um the uh it was really great though because i literally got as far as recruiting alistair and morrigan and then i started playing dragon age 2 or should be um, um, Uncharted 2. And that's when uh, Chloe and, and, and Flynn show up, and I forgot that they're voiced by the same folks who voice uh, Alistair and Morgan. So they're your companions, so they're going to yeah. interact a lot like... Yeah. like... Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. It's adorable. I have a lot of those motherfuckers in my life, and are, they have very charming voices. So. Are other people in Dragon Age Origins your companions, like, voiced by anyone, like, really crazy, like Phil Lamar or anything like that? Uh, the only companions I really liked from the first game were Morgan and Alistair, so I can't really remember. Alistair's the one that everyone loves and is super Every hot. lady has a boner for Alistair, ex <laughs> except for my girlfriend, who just cough pointedly. She hates Alistair. I think she hates Alistair She's because... Gay. No, 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 no. She loves Drake. She's drawn more pictures of Drake's naked ass than what, probably okay. anyone else. See, I've, I've never played this game. What's so great about Alistair? And Alistair Ordrake? is wonderful. Nothing. Shut up, fully. Alistair is wonderful. He's great. Yeah. Well, he just brings a much needed dose of humor to that world. Yeah. And there's just his his character is just very interesting. I, it's I love him. He's kind of the roguish guy in the game. Ish. Okay. He's he's kind. He's of, not quite Han Solo. He's but... kind of a snarky, um, funny guy, and he who's has conflicted feelings, and he's sensitive. And he's, he's, I, yeah, he's a sensitive guy. He's well, a what's, sensitive what's Drake like dude. then? What's Drake? Yeah, you said Drake was awesome. 
I thought you said something about like well, compared to blah blah like blah, Nathan Drake. Drake. Oh, Nathan Drake. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was Drake like. Well, and also in uh, Dark Souls, there's a Valley of the Drakes, so I've got Drakes <laughs> in my mind right now. I'm having a hard time getting it all straightened out. So, uh, so yeah. anyway, yeah, Dragon anyway. Age Origins and uh, Uncharted Two. We just started. Uncharted so this 2. is only your second playthrough through Uncharted or uh, Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Okay. I played through the first time and I enjoyed it, but you fully played... disliked it so much I didn't play it again. Because to be fair, that is a very unwatchable game because it's like listening to one end of a phone conversation. Yeah, I saw you play that for like like ten minutes and yeah, it's not walking around. Watchable. It kind of looks like World of Warcraft and talking. Yeah, I'm surprised your your character doesn't have a voice. That's yeah. really weird for Bioware. Well, to be yeah. fair, there are what six origin stories and six. Like, oh, is that what? Oh, that's then, what I forgot about that. Because there's be there's three races and two genders of each race, and they couldn't reuse the same voice yeah, actor I could see for that, all yeah. that. I mean, the only reason why they could get away with it, Dragon Age Two, is because you're they're limited to two characters. Yeah, that, that's probably if anything, that's probably why they stripped it down. Yeah, because well, everyone expects full voice acted games these days. Well, to be fair, Dragon Age Origins, they're trying to be go back, harken to Baldur's Gate more than Mass Effect. Oh, okay. You know. So yeah. anyway, so yeah. Lots of Uncharted. So much Uncharted. Hopefully we'll beat Uncharted before Uncharted 3. Was it uh, Dragon Age 2 that you guys played through a couple times? Yeah. We oh, played okay. through Dragon Age through, uh, 2 twice. Jesus Christ. We enjoy it. Seriously, if, if, as, as, if I'm not inundated with the games I missed from this fall next spring, I'm, I'll, I'll try to have to give the first Dragon Age a spin just to see what the, the hubbub is. They're just fun. And I know everyone hates that compared... To, what is it... Everyone hates Dragon Age 1 now, but loves Dragon Age 2. Is that the thing? Man, I don't know. People get mad. Well, no, okay, so a lot of I'm just of the, curious to experience it for myself. The Baldur's Gate fa- fanboys hate Dragon Age 2. Why? Because it's they... It's It's a nerd... It's a, it's a wussy game for babies. There's Baldur's Gate fanboys? <laughs> of course there are. I mean, yeah, I liked... Were you and I the ones who played Baldur's Gate? I, I played... Mm-mm. Oh, you're... No, Billy, you're thinking of um the Baldur's Gate, like, PS2 hack and slash yeah! game. Yeah! See, no, that does not... That is not what we're referring to. Oh, there's an actual to. Baldur's Gate about... RPG? Yeah. Like, story-based? It's like uh-huh, an okay. uber-seminal PC RPG. Are you kidding me? Yeah! <laughs> I was playing... It's literally the seminal PC RPG. I, I was playing F-Zero when people were getting wet about that. <laughs> really, enough. man, my only PC experience from back in the day was, like, uh, X-Wing. Oh, yeah? And so, yeah, and that's, like... Because you were just showing up for Star Wars. Yeah! Well, that was... To be fair, that was a great game. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but no, anyway. yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, no, uh... Dragon Age hardcore gamers like old school RPG fans love Dragon Age 1 hate Dragon Age 2 okay. people like me who like narrative and story and art um, and character like Dragon Age 2 because it's um, a wussy game for babies have the Hez Bioware said anything about when the third game is going to be out or anything like that no, no I went to the conference at um, uh, PAX the panel for PAX yeah. and they're like we can't say it's on it's way but you know it's on it's way right and here's what we're going to do that's so. a Felicia Day yeah Okay. Felicia Day. She literally just showed up, made a few dick jokes. Oh, she and, just uh, showed up to... She showed off to show off her trailer for her thing. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Okay. Um, anything else going on game-wise or anything news-wise in terms of movies or games or anything like that? Man, all sorts of stuff's coming out. I G- can't remember what of it. Well, GTA Five got announced today. You, yeah. Have you played any of the they GTA They announced games? an announcement. I know. They could have just waited a week and threw the trailer up and just amazed <laughs> everyone, but no, they've got a yeah. You know I've played all the Grand Theft Auto games. Like, the Grand Theft Auto 3 was, like, the go-to party game for oh, when yeah. I was in high school. Oh, okay. Because, you know, you just, you know, load up tanks or you'd play the, the you know, one of the meta games where it's like, see how many wanted stars you could get before you get caught. Like, mm-hmm. that sort of shit. That's all we did at parties. So did you play like San Andreas and Vice City too? Not really. Oh, yeah? I know that makes you sad in your heart. Oh, no. Those games are stupid and terrible. I mean, they're only fun, like, once you start, like, 
running around causing havoc. It's not like they're fun to play for like the characters of the actual game, what the yeah. game is. It's it's everything you can do to break the game that's fun. Yeah. Which is why everyone hates GTA four because I liked GTA four. Well, to be fair though, it was, my, was really less... my first Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, but there was less wiggle room. Well, you liked it better better because it focused on characters and stuff rather than just being oh, I can steal this tank and just mow everyone yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Which is why so many other people like the other ones. So yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see what that uh, game is all about. Everyone's... Technically, it's Grand Theft Auto V5. That yeah, I saw top. that. Yeah, <laughs> which because Sorry. it's a V5, it looks like it's on the money. Everyone's wondering whether or not it takes place in like uh, Baltimore slash Washington DC and maybe something out, like and the they Wire. Said it was say Lana, it was set in LA. They actually came out and confirmed that. Yeah. Oh, did you see? Did and you then read the that joke, on Kotaku. Well, I read it on Joystick reporting from Kotaku. I gave up on Kotaku. Fuck finally. that shit. Yeah. I officially gave up on Kotaku. Did you see the thing on Kotaku just a couple days ago where someone reported about... It was a Peanuts and Firefly mashup. Someone did a drawing of, you know, Peanuts characters. Yeah. Or the Firefly characters as Peanuts characters. Yeah. And someone on Kotaku thought uh, because... I think one of the characters had a gun. They thought it was a Team Fortress 2 homage. Are and so they posted, as, they, they, they posted it as... Uh, Peanuts meets Team Fortress 2. Seriously? And everyone in the comments is like, this is far from They're like, and, and like, uh, what class in Team Fortress 2 did the guy think River was or anything like that? Or Wash? Because yeah. he's just like, he's just this guy. She's in no titty class. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, I mean, that's the least worst of Kotaku's fuck-ups in a while. No, I, I officially but. gave up on Kotaku. I mean, it's really, God bless him. I know it's, a lot of that is being part of the Gawker network. Yeah. I, I'm officially I've switched over to Joystick now. Yeah. Joystick and Gaber News on Reddit, and that's pretty much I, it. I like Joystick. I just wish they got news faster. No, you know seems... what? You know what is my favorite gaming news site? It's Rock Paper Shotgun. I don't play PC games. It is like a, in an alien language, but it's such a great site oh, yeah? that I still read I've it never every day. Seen it. I, I see people other people source it or yeah. and stuff, but I've never actually read it. Rock Paper Shotgun. My if I just want news, I'll go to NeoGAF. <laughs> just because of any if someone is as much as farts in the gaming industry, like you get three threads at the top of NeoGAF message board t- talking all about it. So if you just want sheer news, what's happened in the last five minutes in the gaming industry, that's the place to go. Yeah. But no, yeah, Joystick's Joystick's pretty good. I yeah. like those guys. Really, I would want all the cultural stuff of Kotaku that is bullshit. Yeah, if they could just serve it to you on a platter and say, hey, here's this, but without all the commentary. Yeah, and... well, at least, thank God, they pretty much figured out how to neuter their comment section, so at least that's less of a yeah, but wasteland. That's just, oh, God, but Gawker Design and every Yeah, anyway, it's all bullshit. Anyway, so yeah, they, they were talking about, uh, people were suspecting it was going to be kind of like The Wire if it took place in Washington, D.C. or Baltimore. But, yeah, no, I saw something about somebody was, I thought people were just wondering if it was San Andreas, which makes sense because that's, like, the, like, San Andreas... Uh, is essentially Grand Theft Auto is Los Angeles, which mm-hmm. is which makes sense if you're going to move from New York to another city, it makes sense and stay in the United States to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. Technically, it's Los Santos. San Andreas is just oh, the that's general right. city. That's right. But I don't know, we'll see. We'll find out in a week. That's right. <laughs> Got to hold our breath. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. And now onto this week's theme, since it is very much so Halloween week. Bill wanted to um, discuss some subjects with us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was in the middle of eating a caramel. I'm in keeping with the reason. Oh, I wanted to get some apple cider for this, too. I forgot about that. Anyway. Podcast canceled. I shouldn't be worrying about what I'm eating and drinking while uh, <laughs> doing the podcast. Anyway, yeah, this week, uh, being a week before Halloween, uh, I thought we'd talk about some scary stuff that I would say we like, but Annie doesn't like scary stuff. So I this don't be really like stuff being I like. scared. I don't. Yeah. 
It's it's so because like when I was when I was a kid, I grew up on a super fucking haunted military base for like four years, where the church was haunted, and the priest was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen the priest who died uh, when the church burned down. <clears throat> See him on the stairwell actually... about twice a week." Yeah. Did you tell me about this before? Possibly. I told. I, this I lived right across the street from the cemetery. You told and me about I'm, the Hitler story. Well, yeah, Hitler in the basement. Yeah, that's right. That was in the same in the same uh, military. Well, base. I have to tell people at home about Hitler. <laughs> Hitler in the basement. Okay, so um, I was super <laughs> fucking. See, this is why I have to like. I don't have any scary real life ghost stories. Oh man, so I have I, so many. I have to live vicariously through movies. Anyway, go ahead. So we is a super fucking it, uh, Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, um, middle nowhere. Um, it's been a fort since God, long, long, long time. And uh, uh, super, super, super fucking haunted. Yeah. And. Um, uh, I live right next to the graveyard, and I was super gullible. It's, we lived there from when I was, like, 10 to 14. No, 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 8 to 12. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no, super fucking gullible. And uh, was total tomboy. And uh, so I befriended all these guys who were, like, a year older than me and barely tolerated me, but they let me hang out with them, me and my friend Eddie, because, you know, we were super gullible. We could be tricked into anything. So every day after school, um, they started taking us ghost hunting, where there was a strip of trees between the cul-de-sacs where he lived and the graveyard. And oh, they could see ghosts. They could see ghosts of soldiers who had died at the fort during the Indian Wars. And they said, fuck, did you see that ghost? And I was like, no. Uh. And then he kind of bumped me in his elbow. I was like, no, I, I saw the ghost. Yeah, didn't you, Annie? I was oh, like, man. yeah, I saw the ghost. And they tricked me and Eddie both into thinking that we could shoot the ghosts and dissipate them with our Dixie pop guns. And so every day after school for like four months, we went out and we we hunted ghosts. And uh, until Jesus. finally, and we would go out in big old groups, and they must have been laughing their asses off afterwards. But um, <laughs> when, uh, yeah, every day after school. And finally one day it was just me and Eddie and this kid Marcus and his best bro. And uh, we were out hunting, just the four of us, and um, we were in the woods, and like the crowd is like, oh, we're going to crouch down, they're up in the trees, so crouch down, and Marcus looks up and he goes, man, did you see that one? He flipped me off. And Marcus's <laughs> friend started losing his shit, he thought that was the funniest thing he'd ever heard. Yeah, And yeah. then Marcus starts losing his shit. Yeah. Oh. And Eddie and I were there <laughs> with already our... already almost had dimes? Yeah, we're getting close. Anyway, no, so um, Eddie, Eddie and I, you know, we're all poised for action like usual, and then we realize they're still laughing, and they're not taking it, you know, they're like... Yeah, they're bullshitting you. They're bullshitting me. Yeah. And yeah, Eddie and I just kind of went, oh, and went home. And don't, I don't think I went outside for like a week, pretty much, outside of school. I was so embarrassed. It was not, not the best And then Hitler sh- jumped out of the and bushes. And then Hitler jumped out of the bushes. So there was a little girl who lived down the street from us. Okay, so these are two separate these stories. These are two like, separate stories. Oh, I, I was waiting for Hitler to show this up. Is, this is related to my gullibility. No, because I was just fucking gullible. This is still in the same place? This is all in the same place. I mean, to be fair, in this cemetery, there are known to be multiple ghost sightings in this cemetery. And yeah. I swear that at some point, I did see there was a woman in a carriage who would ride by and you know granted i was you know a gullible and b would see anything yeah but one night i swear i did see the woman in the carriage it Jesus. was intense anyway no um, it was like an old-timey carriage yeah yeah uh, i man. just saw the top of it and her sitting in see, the see that's great that's cool scared the shit out of me man. i know but still man, i don't ever had anything like that the real actual world is scary enough without me having to acknowledge that there is a world of bullshit that I do not know or understand. See, I take comfort from the fact that if there are ghosts and shit like that, at least that's something that's not just nothing after death. 
Which, you know. See, that's not even afterlife. I kind of take it as a comfort. At least something could happen, which is better than us just like the light going out and that's it. That's scarier than any fucking ghost. See, I I would want to believe that after this world, I am not in this world. This world is there's just a chapter that opens and closes, and then I move on. Oh, okay. Which I mean. that's ghost. <laughs> no, no, a ghost is hanging out. What a ghost is you died terribly, screaming in a fire, and you're stuck in the stairwell going up and down every night as some priest in the middle of the night gets up to get that's a milk. That's just and a cookies. drawback to there being a potentially an afterlife. That's just the tax you have to pay. <laughs> You like time. It's like um, like um, uh, uh. and just like someone's got to build the roads. Every once in a while, someone's gonna get their feet stuck in the road building it. What? <laughs> yeah, I just have to say, Timmy, you're a fucking idiot. We're gonna have to cut your feet off, but that's the price you pay so you can drive to the Kmart. Is that, is that why there's that bump in the road in front of the Kmart? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but up, but up. The road. Um, I don't know if I understand your like your metaphor, my friend. <laughs> It just scares the shit out of me, man. Yeah. I just—it doesn't make me. It just makes me uncomfortable. And, uh, I mean, I can understand that. It's just like one of my coworkers was telling me about how he can't—he—he he, uh, he can't sleep anymore because the ghosts on his second floor keep wandering around and rattling the doorknobs, He's and slamming windows. This? He's dead serious. And he's like, this has been happening for weeks now, and I Is can't sleep. Is he a sleep. freaky guy? No, it's him and his partner. Oh, Jesus. It's so both of them. I can't deal Man. with that crap. Yeah. Man, I was scared to death when we moved into our house, because our house is like, um, was moved to its current location in 1875, and it should be 1898, and before that, it was built at some point with someone at other some other point. Yeah. I was scared to death I'd have something that I had to deal with, and thank well, God I don't. I don't if it moved, that means the ghosts get stuck wherever the house was at. <laughs> I don't know how these so rules work. So you're already work. automatically cutting in half? the possible uh, supernatural historical significance of that house by ha- it having been moved. I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't know. I, don't know. I was reading stuff about that. the Amityville Horror. About yeah. one of the th- Here's reasons. what I know about Amityville Horror. Um, Ryan Reynolds looks really nice in a beard. And he cuts, his, <laughs> he cuts up his own family with that's an axe. All I need, that's all I know about the Amityville Horror. No, I, was seeing, I was reading something the other day about how supposedly uh, you can disprove the Amityville Horror because... Uh, I guess the house, the property in which the house of the Hamity, Hamityville, Hamityville. <laughs> Isn't that the Forky Pig cartoon? That is the Angry Birds uh, Amityville uh, <laughs> horror uh, licensed expansion. There you go. Uh, the Amityville horror house was built on supposedly haunted land or something mm-hmm. like that. But supposedly uh, there had been a house actually built on top of that site that had been since moved before the house was built. And there's no haunting in that house that had been moved. But, dude, that doesn't mean a damn thing. That's not works out and that spells well for you in fort leavenworth kansas the beehive is a office center where all of the stenographers used to type on their typewriters and the the building the building has been torn down they built a new building you can still apparently hear the workers at night you can hear the murmur of their conversations and the typing of their typewriters it scares the shit out of me and this is like my school principal was like oh yeah i've seen the great oh my high school principal, my priest, like everybody, my mom, my mom wants to believe in ghosts for the same reason you do, because yeah. she wants to believe in this kind of, ah, it just scares the hell out of me, man. Man, so one of the reasons why I have such fond memories of this stupid ghost and poltergeist book 
uh, that I used to read as a kid. Uh, recently, I just realized one of the first books I ever learned how to read with was a kid was a time lifestyle book mm-hmm. about the supernatural called Ghosts yeah. and Poltergeists. I spent the last year hunting for this book because it turns out it wasn't actually a Time Life book. It was a Time Life knockoff book yeah. about Ghosts and Poltergeist, which made it really hard to track down. And I remember uh, my mom once, my mom and I were once flipping through this book as a kid. And she just, I must have been six or seven. And she just calmly turns around and says something to me about how uh, when my dad's mom was dying, uh-huh. this is like 30, 40 years ago. Uh, the last person to see my dad's mom alive was mm-hmm. my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom had been visiting, you know, my parents had been visiting my dad's dying mother. Yeah. And, uh, I guess supposedly he, my dad's mom had told my mom that, oh, you're not going to see me again. You, like that hearse, like supposedly pointed out the window, pointed to a hearse and said that hearse is here for me. And so supposedly my parents went out to get, like, a meal or something like that. And by the time they came back an hour later, she was dead. Seriously? Yeah. And my mom told me the story when I was, like, seven. I have no idea if this is bullshit or what. But that blew me away so much as a kid. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, she told me while we were reading this goddamn book. So I, whenever I think about this book, which has stories about, like, teddy bears who breathe. <laughs> and shit like that. I started thinking about my dead grandma, who supposedly knew she was going to be dead in the next hour or something like that. That's not really a spooky story as much as like see, but again, it's crazy like parenting. Whole, that whole, but... kind of having to confront the unknown. Yeah, where it's not the unknown is in some distant abstract. It's something that's right there in front of you, and you have to confront its reality. That scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Oh, I like the unknown being just totally unknown and away from me, and I don't want to acknowledge it. You know what I want to think about? I want to think about Uncharted 3. You know what is unknown? <laughs> Just how awesome it will be. <laughs> that's that's kind of... Okay, before we move on, I want to hear the, what the Hitler in the basement thing was. <laughs> Real quick, and then okay, we'll move on. so... There was this girl down the street with me, from from me, living a couple of cold sex down. This is still in Fort Leavenworth. Okay. Who, in hindsight, was a compulsive liar, but at the time, I didn't know. She and her um, little brother had been... Spent the last three years stationed with their dad in, in Korea... And they just moved back to the States. And they are having a lot of trouble making friends. And so, you know, I was like, oh, you know, there's a new girl down the street. I'll go make friends with them. So she told me that um, her house was special because it's a military base. So all yeah. the, the houses in that area were built in the same footprint. And it was Kansas. We all had um, basements. Yeah. But you go into her basement where there was a room and everybody else's house, there was instead where the door should be. It was all bricked off. But in the corner, there was one brick missing. And if you looked in, you couldn't see, like, the light hit the floor or the wall. It was just, like, into nothingness. Yeah. And if you shined a a flashlight in there, you couldn't see anything. And she told me, oh, that's Hitler's torture chamber. And I was like, what? She explained to me that um, during World War II, Mm -hmm. um. Hitler's death was faked by the army, that he had in fact been um, captured and brought to Fort Leavenworth Maximum Security Penitentiary to await trial. Um, this was known at the onset of the war. They knew this was going to happen, so they started building a special wing in Fort Leavenworth. This is a plan from the start. And um, the architect who helped develop that and who was also helping develop the housing in the area was a Nazi. 
And so he built this house. He knew that at some point, if Hitler captured, he'd be brought to Fort Leavenworth. And so he built this house as a safe haven. So the basement had a really nice room, because these were largely unfinished. Yeah. And then it had this other special room that was for Hitler's pleasure. <laughs> so... Sure enough, oh, no. the war comes and Hitler is taken um, uh, captive and the architect arranges so that Hitler can escape. And how he arranges this is the um, pre-Hitler sentence to death. Because, of course, the United States Army would fake Hitler's death in order to bring him to America to kill him. That makes sense. So Hitler, um, Hitler is um, taken to a priest for last confession and Hitler and the architect take the priest hostage and escape. Um, and escape to this house and to this basement. And they um, they unbrick just enough of the wall. Oh, no, no, no. They unbrick the wall and there's a door. See, I should have figured this out. This is all yeah. lies. But at the time, I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, what the guy hit in the basement? <laughs> so they, uh, they open the door and um, they shove the priest in. To okay. get rid of him. And um, they close the door behind him. And so the priest is in this totally pitch black room. And he can feel that there's, like, he's on a board or something, a very narrow bridge. And he can, like, feel the movement of air around him. And he knows there's a drop below, but he can't see. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, a very soft light starts filling the room. And he looks down. And sure enough, there's a bridge from where he is across the room to another door. And underneath the bridge are um, bones. Just hundreds and hundreds of bones, and underneath the bones are gas jets, and there's a fire Jesus that is coming Christ. up through the bones, and heat is filling the room, and the bridge below his this hand girl came is up heating, with all this? and she feel he feels the door behind him start to heat, yeah. and so he reaches back and he tries the doorknob, but the door won't open. You'll notice at this point in the narrative, Hitler is gone. Yeah. The whole the Hitler part of this narrative was just an excuse to get the priest of the torture chamber. What the hell is wrong with this girl? So the priest um, feels the bridge underneath him heat and his hands are starting to burn. So he starts to move away from the door and slowly edge across the bridge to the far door. And his, you know, his, the flames are rising from the floor and the flames are starting to lick at his robes and his the hands are starting to blister and his knees are starting to blister and finally he gets to the door and he reaches and he opens the handle and all of a sudden all these bones start pouring in for the door and the <laughs> priest falls and he burns to death and he dies. That's a better ending uh, than uh, the end of uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Not by much. No, and I was totally and so like, that's it. That's the I story. Would, that was the end. That was the extent of the story. What happened to Hitler or basement. anything like that, or why the door was removed and then bricked off? I do not know. But it scared the actually hell cool. out of me. And Aww. the fastest way to school was by her house, and I avoided it by a long stretch, like every time for years and years and years. I, I don't have a ghost story, but I, did I ever tell you about the old folks? who died, or the old man who died at the bottom of my street when I was a kid. <laughs> no. This is not necessarily a ghost story. This is real quick, though. Anyway, uh, right next to my best friend growing up uh, was an old folks, mm -hmm. uh, a, a married old couple. They were both very old. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, they weren't They weren't a couple. It was a brother and sister. Okay. They were living together, but they were both in their 90s. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one day, uh, it's in the middle of August. Yeah. Uh, the neighbors start complaining about a weird smell coming out of the house. Yeah. The smell gets worse over the couple days. Police kind of ignore it for a while. Police finally show up after about three or four days. Mm -hmm. Turns out the uh, brother, this elderly brother, had died. Mm -hmm. The uh, sister, who had gone kind of senile, had believed that he had fallen asleep 
while eating uh, his breakfast cereal, which mm-hmm. he, he, turns out he had died at the table. He had, heart, had a heart attack just dropped right there. She thought he was asleep. So she had kept on force feeding him oh, seriously? for the whole week he was dead oh, in the God. middle of August in the heat. So when the police finally show up, they have to put on their gas mask because even standing on the front porch, it's a terrible smell. Oh, they go Lord. into the house and find out this guy, he's turned black and bloated. Just this, He was this really scrawny guy, but just from, you know, decomposing in the summer heat he just turned into this his face supposedly the flesh on his skin was split open and but his mouth was full of lucky charms (laughs) (laughs) just i know it was all in his lap because she kept on making him fresh bowls of lucky charms and it looks all he was spitting out of his mouth and uh so they hauled him out of the house horrible i remember seeing them haul his body out and you could see the body was huge because it was bloated with gas and stuff like that because the guy was really skinny and scrawny guy weighed like 90 pounds and but the the body under the sheet coming out looked like a big fat guy, and that was that's that fucked me. I was like, oh my god, that's disgusting. And then supposedly uh, they actually did take the sister to a home, and she died like like a couple months later, just from being wow. crazy or something like that. But just the image of this old man dead corpse being fed Lucky Charms after he'd already been dead for a couple days. Wow. That's what that is a very special kind of horror novel. Yeah, that's where he, that's slightly Stephen Kingish right there. <laughs> just like a horse full of lucky charms. That would be like the worst tricks commercial ever. <laughs> exactly. It's like the kids from the tricks commercials, old and one of them dead, and the rabbit is just outside the window weeping <laughs> as his sister just force feeds this corpse. Oh man. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Bill. So this, yeah. Let's bring the energy up. So, <laughs> you want to talk about scary things. I want to talk about scary things that are fake. <laughs> As opposed to actual fear. Yes. I want to talk about my favorite scary stuff. Do you have any scary, favorite scary things? I don't like scary things. We did watch Hocus Pocus the other night. What's <laughs> only scary is... <laughs> if I scare, I mean Halloween themed. <laughs> which that is completely appropriate. That Halloween-y. was good. Yeah. Ha- I, so Annie made me watch Hocus Pocus for the first time a couple nights yeah. ago. It was very goddamn cute. I don't think I have watched Hocus Hocus Pocus since a sleepover in like probably like 1995, where he watched it four times in a row. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. arguing. I was like, no, I want to watch the Mighty Ducks. No, I want to watch the Mighty Ducks. But no, he kept watching Hocus Pocus. I know, I know that's that's a huge hit with anyone who's under like 25. Is you to be fair, Hocus it's Pocus. better than I than it has any. That right was to very be. cute. It's not like a <laughs> masterpiece not, of cinema. No, but it's not as shitty and as it should. The be. witches do get killed. Yes, late, like two thirds of the way Why through the movie, and then talking die. about virgins. They keep talking about virgins. Wait, you think the need for virgins to bring them back would turn into a joke or something like that? No, no they just keep just... mentioning it. It's just to ridicule this one kid for being a virgin over and over But it's not even over. in a joking way. It's just like no, someone... Looks it's up... like just fact. It's like whoever wrote the screenplay just wanted to slip in the word virgin in yeah. a, a Disney movie. To see how many times they could. So That's, uh... you know, when I saw that movie, I still thought, because I was raised Catholic, I thought virgin was a religious term. And I was like, why, why is he, is he, like, what does that mean? Because I thought it meant, like, the mother of, the mother of Christ. Yeah. Like, Virgin Mary was, like, a first name or something. And yeah. I was like, what is, what is that? And I remember there was an ad campaign around the same time that was, um, just, it was, like, a fake brick wall. And then spray painted on it said, Virgin, teach them it's not a dirty word. And I remember thinking, it's not a dirty word. It's no, like, it's Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, chillins. Oh, baby Annie. <laughs> Focus Focus was really cool. I've always uh, made fun of Sarah Jessica Parker because she looks crazy. She well, looks she, like, she, she, she does look like, she looks like a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Which I should not be making fun of how anyone looks when you're Bill Mudron, but she does look like a shoe. But 
she was surprisingly hot in that movie. She was the hottest shoe I've ever seen. I've never wanted to stick my dick in a shoe so bad. Jimmy's the best flying lunch lady ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hocus Pocus! There's a whole song! That's right. No, Hocus- anyway, so yeah, no Hocus Pocus. Um, what other Halloween stuff do I like? I don't like Halloween. Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown? Well, of course. I saw a little boy today with a Great Pumpkin shirt. I complimented him on it. He just turned beet red. Oh, really? He was. I don't think he really knew what he was wearing. He was like, on your shirt. And he just kind of looked at what his mom was, like, why the, is this woman talking to me? What was the picture on the shirt? Was it, was it just, just the Great Pumpkin? Yeah, it was, it was Linus waiting You see the, the Great Pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Correction. It was Linus in the pumpkin patch waiting. For I was going to say, because that's the whole fucking point of that. <laughs> so I haven't rich. fucking paid attention. That kid's sad because it's been spoiled for him that what the Great Pumpkin <laughs> looks like it's this Ernest Borgnine painted orange um so no my favorite Halloween stuff yes, I was gonna well. talk about uh actually I was gonna talk about because there's a couple uh, books I love to flip through around Halloween uh one of course is the Amityville Horror which yeah. is great uh it is bullshit uh it, it was says it's a true story Bill oh no it's not a true story what happened with the Amityville Horror was that uh the Amityville Horror is about a house where yeah. a, a bunch of people got murdered in yeah. the mid 70s and uh, supposedly the people who moved in right afterwards, uh, they were uh, uh, fucked with by the ghosts of the people who got murdered and, mm-hmm. like, Indian burial ghosts yeah. who, like, were there because the house was built on an Indian wait, burial Wait, wait, wait. It's not enough that there were people murdered there. There was also an Indian there burial There all ground. kinds of bullshit. Turns out, like, this was a whole, uh, a whole hoax devised by... Uh, the lawyer of the guy who killed his whole family in the house in order to, like, kind of prove that, like... He was driven to insanity by ghosts in the house. Wow. Also, it was a way for the, it, like him to make the lawyer to make money too. So, but I used to read this book all the time as a kid, along with my goddamn ghost and uh, poltergeist book, and uh, that used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. Because <laughs> uh, it's all kinds of cre- creepy shit about like how a priest shows up to the house and like yeah. he gets infected with like his hands get all pussy and stuff like that because he's a man of God and the ghosts hate yeah. him and stuff like that. And it's very cool. I've never actually seen the, any of the movies based off of that. But. I only went to go see it because Ryan Reynolds had a beard. Yeah. It was awful. I paid a dollar for it, and it was awful. Does he at least, like, take his shirt off? My something? friend Aaron, I went with my gay friend Aaron, and he's like, I can't masturbate to this. <laughs> that's what a guy killing his family. Which is the worst thing you can say about it. Oh, God, that's terrible. <sighs> anyway, there's that. There's Passport to the Supernatural by Bernhard J. Herwood, which is a great just uh, book about uh, myths and legends from all around the world. Yeah. Uh, this was actually one of the inspirations for the uh, Hellboy. Oh, stuff. really? Uh, supposedly when... Um, was it Guillermo del Toro made Hellboy? Yeah. Uh, when he came to Portland to hang out with, uh, who made Hellboy? Mike Mignola. Mike Mignola. The first thing they did was they went to Pals and picked up a copy of this book to flip oh, through it adorable. to come up with ideas for the Hellboy movie. That's adorable. And, of course, I bought this copy from Pals, too, because we do live in Portland, Oregon. That's right. Uh, there is In Search of Dracula by Raymond uh, T. McNally and Radu Florescu, which mm-hmm. is a great book about the history of uh, uh, Dracula as a fictional character and also of... Vlad Shepish, I think mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it. The actual guy who uh, inspired Dracula. Hmm. And uh, just a great history of uh And your copy has a great Edward Gorey cover. Oh, yeah, no, this is really cool. And, like, is adorable. There's a whole thing in the back where, the, where these two, like, vampire experts, like, take the piss out of, like, all different kind of vampire movies and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But, yeah, this is all, like, uh, it talks about why Bram Stoker chose that particular historical figure to be the basis of Dracula and yeah. all that stuff. It's, it's it's just really cool, and it really shows how kind of creepy and spooky 
uh, Romania is because it talks yeah. about like the actual like there's a place in Romania that actually builds itself as Castle Dracula. Yeah. But it's just like really kind of hotel castle thing that was only mm-hmm. built like maybe a hundred years ago. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a great tourist spot because it kind of looks like Count Chocula's house. <laughs> But the, it's that that's not actually where Dracula stayed at. Dracula, his actual original castle is just a pile of rocks now. Yeah. Because, you know, that was like 500 years ago and shit like that. Uh, but anyway, that's a very cool book. Yeah, In Search of Dracula. And the last one is the Ghost and, Pol- <laughs> Ghost and Poltergeist book I was talking about a little while ago. Uh, by I totally f- thought you were going to say the Olsen twins. <laughs> the Olsen right twins? There? No, Ghost, Ghost, yeah, Ghosts and Poltergeist by Frank Smythe. Which is published by Doubleday. It is not a Time Life book. <laughs> it's yeah, it's but it is a Time Life style book because back in the seventies and eighties, Time Life uh, put yeah. out a whole series of books about like the supernatural and ghosts and shit like that. Yeah, and um, yeah, riding this, that train. Yeah, this is riding that train, and yeah, this has fucked up stories about like yeah, uh, teddy bears that are haunted by ghosts and start to breathe by themselves. Yeah, and all just all kinds of shit like ghost hunters who die and then turn into ghosts themselves. Uh, just oh man, fucking. Uh, oh god, Screaming Skulls. Oh man, there's just, it's a good book. You should check it out sometime. I could start reading this right now instead of actually talking about it. So, those are my favorite Halloween Ghosts. style books. You don't have anything interesting? I, I did, we watched The Halloween Tree, because I remember oh, really liking tree. that when I was a kid. Did like, I saw reading? that. I haven't started reading it yet. Yeah. I've got a pile of books to read right So, now. The Halloween Tree is yeah, a Bradbury. book by Ray Bradbury. Yeah. yeah. I remember really liking it, because it focus, focuses on the history, like, hi, the historical precedents for Halloween. Yeah. And I remember it blew my mind when I was a kid, because I'm like, books with, like, historical bents? Because I'd read historical fiction, but never anything that had taken such a holistic view of everything while yeah. being fiction. Well, the, Rock my little world. That sounds like it's essential. Uh, like a Christmas Carol, yeah, but yeah. For Halloween. That's actually instead a good point. about one guy's life, it's about the whole history of Halloween, yeah, or at least uh, the the cultural equivalent of Halloween across all these different cultures. What an excellent analogy, Phil! I'm so proud of you. That's what it is. Even the cartoon is totally like. <laughs> we watched the cartoon TV special, which is really bad. Which is really bad, but it's got Leonard Nimoy in it, and it was actually very cute. <laughs> at least it got they got Ray Bradbury to narrate, which is adorable. Yeah. It, it really rocked my world in 1993. You know scary books or anything like that? I don't. I didn't like being scared, though I did find a copy of the book that scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, uh, there was one story in it in particular. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, Foley is pointing at me because... Yeah, Shit. there you go. No. Um, well, I said it again. So anyway, no, there was this one story. And see, again, this isn't really scary. See, I look back at this. I'm like, why did it scare me? Because it's not anything that could hurt me or anything like that. But it's all about the unknown. There's this one scary story in it about a woman with the green ribbon around her neck. And she lives her whole oh, life. Oh, yeah. Should, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and she never takes the green ribbon off. And then her husband takes it off and her head falls off. And ah! It what scared is... the shit out of me. What's that from? It's from a book of short stories oh, that okay. had like these these um the little black and white illustration with spots of color. Yeah. Just fucking scared the shit out of me. And then when I read Lee Extraordinary Gentleman with with uh, and Mina shows oh, up with a red scarf, the, yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder if it's like that book that I remember as a kid. Me 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 me. No, Mina doesn't get her head cut off. It's no, she uh, has a ton of vampire bites on her neck. That's what it is. Because well, no, she was it, not as unwilling. In as the, the original Dracula book, her friend Lucy gets does get her head cut off. Yeah. But that's not the same thing. No, not so much. Anyway, so your main scary movie is Hocus Pocus, and you haven't even seen that. In I, 10 that's years. not my. Ma- I like the that's like my go-to I scary movies. So you've never seen. Oh, so I'm gonna read off a list. Tell me if you've even <laughs> seen any of these. Dawn of the Dead. Nope. Oh god. Filmed in Pittsburgh. I just watched it today. I fucking love that. The original Dawn of the Dead 2, not the bullshit remake. Uh, Return of the Living Dead. Nope. Oh man, 
Return of the Living Dead. It's got... Return of the Living Dead is great because the zombies can't be destroyed by killing the brain. Like, even if you cut them up into tiny little pieces, those pieces will still keep on coming after you. Seriously? It's fucked up. It's great. It's got this whole crazy punk rock soundtrack and stuff like that. Also, has the best zombie in the world. It's this guy called Tar Man, mm-hmm. who they just got a really skinny guy to kind of, uh, they put him in the skeleton suit mm-hmm. with, like, his flesh hanging off and stuff like that. But the guy must have been so skinny, he really actually comes across as a really good, like, actual skeletal zombie. Oh, yeah. Even though it's just a guy in makeup. Didn't you have a live journal icon of this yeah, guy? Yeah, and he bites yeah. through the punk rocker's head and he's like, Bleh. It's, it's great. Um, we, did we watch El Orfanato? The oh, the orphanage. I have seen the orphanage. I did like. Did the you orphanage. like that? Yeah, yeah, it's a Spanish language. Movie. It made me cry. It's not Guillermo del Toro. It's produced by Guillermo, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. He basically signed the check to bring it to America. <laughs> it's a very spooky, like little Twilight it's Zone great. episode thing. It's wonderful. It's more of a thriller than it is. It's a kind movie. of Turn of the Screw ish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. S. Because it's about a haunted orphanage with kids and stuff like that, but there's no gore or anything. Tomas like that. is one of my favorite characters. The in main the world. ghost. Yeah, the main ghost kid Tomas is Tomas. is the shit, and he breathes all like. <laughs> generically fucked up. That's the worst thing about him is that he's got a breathing yeah. condition. He's just, he's, he's just looking at him for a lot of bad. He's, he's got a breathing condition and he's dead. He, sounds, so he sounds like me when I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, that's the scariest part of that movie. American Werewolf in London? Nope. Oh, God. That's great. It, it, guy's uh, throat gets ripped out, but he shows up as a ghost for the rest okay, of the movie. Okay, here's the thing, Bill. You need to also remember that pretty much until about four years ago, I had awful sympathy pains. I know, but you don't see it. You only see him after he's dead and I, he's complaining about his throat getting ripped out. <laughs> I don't care. I'd be watching that movie and I would feel like my head getting bit There's through. There's Muppets and in it. Frank neck. Oz shows up and the Muppets also show up. <laughs> like the actual Muppets? Yeah, someone's watching them on TV. Uh-oh. But then Frank Oz actually does show up and it's like Miss Piggy in the Flesh and on TV at the same time. <laughs> um, Interview with a Vampire? Nope. Why would I watch Interview with the Vampire? I have a soft spot for Interview with the Vampire. I fucking hate vampires. It is a terrible movie. I will only tolerate vampires through the channel of Dylan McConus, and that's only because I love her, and she's actually clever. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we should mention what uh, why through Dylan McConus. So she did this this great webcomic, Bite Me. Yeah. About um, uh, vampires in the French Revolution. And it was great, but I hate vampires. Like, sexual repression and fearing the female sexuality. Whatever! Interview the vampires about all gay boner vampires. <laughs> it's not even about that. I hate Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is actually pretty good. He, no! The worst part about it was Brad Pitt. Because Brad Pitt's all, like, trying to look all, like, oh, I'm so tortured. He just looks bored. <laughs> oh, my God. It's funny. Yeah, no. Uh, Interview the Vampire is a terrible movie, but it's... This is something I'm going to come back to later with Bram Stoker's Dracula, where Interview the Vampire, I appreciate uh, the fact that even though it was made in the mid-90s, there's not that much digital effects in it. It's mostly, like, old, archaic, like... That's nice. Like, I like it when movies try to be a little more theatrical about their production values. Yeah. And, like, there's a great scene where somebody... Uh, who's the uh, Irish guy? The uh, Irish guy. guy. Not Liam Neeson. Daniel Day-Lewis. Not Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> okay. He's been in... Oh, anyway, I can't... Forget the, the guy's Irish name. The Irish guy. You know the Irish he guy. He plays the he he plays the lead uh, evil vampire in Paris. So there's a yeah. great scene where he just walks on the wall, but instead of yeah. doing CGI or any kind of like a special super special effects, they just do the old Gene Kelly thing where he's yeah. just standing in a room that's turning around. Yeah, and it kind of looks kind of dodgy, but I appreciate the fact that like yeah, they kind of went for that effect. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple other things like that in the movie. I kind of like I like the atmosphere, but the actual yeah. All I know about it is what's her name did Little Women in that really close after yeah, each was other. Yeah, Claire Danes. Well, no, not, not Claire, Claire Danes. Danes um, uh, what's Dunst. her name? The little baby. Kirsten Dunst. Oh. I remember seeing ads for it. And I was like, "You're the worst March sister of all. <laughs> You're an undead 
Lori. That's right. You bitch. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Steve, Stephen Ray? Yeah, Stephen Ray. Yeah. Stephen Ray. Okay. He's great. He's all, man, he strips Lady Naked in that movie. He plays a vampire who is pretending to be a person playing a vampire on uh, stage. That's actually a pretty cool little thing. I've tried to read Interview with the Vampire, the book. Yeah. It's oh, fucking terrible. It's like trying to read wood. <laughs> and it's just so dense and lifeless. It is, oh God, what's her name? So in love with the sound of her own voice. Blair Witch Project. You, oh, you've that, seen Okay, this. Blair Witch Project, I did see, I watched it in college on basic cable at three o'clock in the afternoon on a 12-inch television. Not impressed. I don't think that was the proper it environment to watch cross. that film. Man, I just watched that the other day. That actually kind of holds up, which was weird because I don't think, it's, Blair Witch Project, I think you would not be scared by, even though it's one of the scariest movies to me. Yeah. Why just is because, it one of the scariest movies? Well, there's no too? special effects or anything like that. No. All it is is being chased and screaming, and I think your bullshit meter is high enough that like you would be, just be like, what, what, are, what are they running from? <laughs> Why, why no, did they just go back I... to their car? <laughs> Whereas I'm like, oh my god, they're going to die. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, why should we should have to sit down? Uh, Twenty eight days later, I saw part of. I saw. I started watching Twenty Eight Days Later, and then my fucking sympathy pains kicked in. Which part? I don't know. There's just something terrible and nasty. Because people happens. are all hacked to fight. Like there's yeah. No... I could, That's no, a I fucked up violent I movie. Could, exactly. I couldn't handle it. I could not hack it. Man. I have very limited abilities to hack it. I feel like this is the beginning of Blade Runner, and I'm a- asking questions about <laughs> the turtle on its back, and you're about to shoot me if we keep on pressing forward too much. What about my mother? <laughs> Man, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Of course no. you have not seen that. That's one. That's my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 3 movie. Uh, that is my favorite Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> it's so much better than Nightmare on Elm Street 3-2. <laughs> Sitting at home, you know what Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is, you know why it's the best, too. <laughs> the end. Halloween 3, also the best Halloween movie. Uh, this fucked me up as a kid. Uh, Halloween movies are all about Michael Myers stabbing people. Right. Like serial killer shit. Right. Except for Halloween 3 is about a completely different thing. I've told you about this before, right? Yeah. It's about an evil Celtic uh, toy company that decides for what? some reason wants to kill all the children in the world. What? Because they're Irish. You should understand the feeling. That's a bad business plan. <laughs> term plan there was so anyway they they um build these magical masks that if they put them on kids and these kids turn into the special tv commercial that they're going to air all around the world at the same time on halloween night yeah that the kids heads will explode into bugs and snakes <laughs> <laughs> and i saw this movie when i was like eight it's probably, this is probably the same week my mom Little told me about Billy. my grandma was gonna die she knew she was gonna die so yeah, so uh, like yeah, that kind of fucked me up seeing this kid who is my own age, his head explode into into bugs and shit uh, underneath the mask. The so stuff. Wait, does it end? Does it end with the kids and their heads exploded? I do believe so. <laughs> oh, it's great. The, the hero, the hero Halloween three looks like the brawny man from the paper towels, and he's like investigating this toy company, and he just walks around and he's just like, "What are you guys making here?" Nothing. Okay. Seriously, yeah, I think he falls asleep and then the commercial airs and kills everyone. God, I like it's... your version. I like your version a lot more than whatever the actual version is. Yeah, uh, this the stuff. Did I ever make you watch that? I know of the stuff. You the told stuff me about is great. The stuff. the stuff is about a meteorite that lands to Earth 
and it's filled with like this delicious whipped cream substance, which, which for some reason whoever finds a meteorite sticks his hand to it, eats say. it. And he goes, oh my god, this is so delicious. And he builds this giant corporation about this, uh, around this goo that is self-replicating. To be fair, every single food on the planet was discovered by some idiot putting it in their mouth. Well, this, this is how Coke got invented. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so anyway, it turns out the stuff, because they couldn't come up with a better title of the movie, the stuff actually eats people from the inside out. Oh, seriously? So I guess the stuff lets itself get replicated for a couple years and like get, get like lets itself get sold into the bellies of like six billion people. And one day it starts eating uh, everyone from the inside out. It's just like a sentient oh. evil substance that stays inside your guts once What's you've eaten it. What's the climax of that film? The climax is the hero hooks up with a guy named Char- Chocolate Chip Charlie, who's this pissed off black cookie guy who's pissed off because the stuff put him out of business and they just go start shooting up the business where they make the stuff. <laughs> Solving your problems with guns. That's yeah, like especially when you've got like it's one of the guys from Saturday Night Live in the eighties plays Chocolate Chip Charlie. It was my one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Oh, <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice! You've never seen Beetlejuice. Never seen Beetlejuice. I watched the cartoon show. We'll fix that this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice is hilarious. Frank and Weenie. I've seen Frank and Weenie. Oh yeah. There's a Halloween movie. I loved Frank. And Did Weenie. you see supposedly they're making that in a full length film? That's that a Tim bad Burton's idea. actually Yeah, because it's it, it's it's so it's, perfect. It's, it's fine for like a fifteen minute short. Yeah. But, yeah. What and about, that movie is so good as it is. Not a movie. What about Benicula? Benicula. Hell yes. What the hell's Benicula? I loved Benicula. There's some books for you. Benicula is about a bunny vampire. However, he sucks the juice out of vegetables. One of the, there were a whole series of books, it was about Manicula the Bunny, and um, Harold the Dog, what was the name of the cat? Chester. Chester the Cat, um, and the Dachshund, what was the Dachshund's name? Howie? No, no, no. Howie. Was it Howie? Howie. It was Howie. Yeah. And uh, all their little misadventures, I um, went to go see a stage version of Manicula with people in animal suits that was staged in the mall in Kansas, and as a kid, and it was a musical, and all I can remember of it is the sound cue of, Manicula. That's all I can remember of it. That's what I think of. But no, it's great. Another book of the series is called The Celery Stalks at Midnight. That's one of them. Um, the Holiday Inn is another one. I How think many there books are, are there? I think there, there are a couple of them. And then he wrote some children's books. And uh, yeah, he milked that as long as you get. When you're a young, when you're writing children's books, they're only 45 pages. You don't have to come up with much. But I love them. Edgar Allan Crow. Are you kidding me? No. In case you didn't hear that, that was Benicula meets Edgar Allan Crow. You might have to start beautiful. reading those books again. I mean, I may have to. Oh my god. Benicula is great. There's a book for you, Bill. Okay, Shaun of the Dead. That I have seen. Okay, and you feel like I'm kind of surprised. Well, I only saw it the one time, and I had to kind of watch it through my fingers because of sympathy pain. No, I think I saw it on VHS or something like that. Uh, Halloween Tree, which we already discussed. 28 Days Later, which we already discussed. Hocus Pocus. Great Pumpkin, uh, Charlie Brown, which yeah, is fantastic. Of course. I still... My favorite part of Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown isn't even in the... Like, not that there's any scary stuff, but it's... uh. Uh, Snoopy as the World War One flyingies fighting. Yeah, the, is yeah. that where that's introduced? Yeah. Oh well. well at least I think in the cartoons. Well, yeah. But it's like that really crazy, like lyrical yeah. kind of like like goes on for like half the goddamn cartoon. It's just him, yeah. just him flying around and stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, that's all the movie stuff. You failed your quiz. <laughs> to say the least. Um, games, scary games. Scary games? I oh man, I don't know. Again, not have my you, thing. Have you played Castlevania one through three for the eight bit <laughs> no. Nintendo? Have you played Castlevania Symphony of Night? I've not played a single Castlevania. What is wrong with you? <laughs> did you see? Speak. What is wrong with you? Did you see? Like Nintendo had a thing last week where they 
unveiled some new stuff for what the did they 3DS. Announce? Yeah, what did they announce? I guess some bullshit. I already, like, I, I, I'm, I don't even know. But the funny thing is, there's uh, Reggie from Nintendo yeah. of America. Yeah. He had this little commercial where he's talking about how great the 3DS is. Yeah. And his tagline is, uh, something to the effect of, have you bought a 3DS? No. What is wrong with you? <laughs> And that is the big meme that came out of this commercial thing, where it was just like, <laughs> when Nintendo was kind of blaming the consumer for trying to make them feel stupid for not wanting a 3DS. I'm pretty sure that this this whole, the last two years have been Nintendo's horror movie. That's Seriously. all it boils down to. Uh, Resident Evil? Nope. No, none of them? No. Resident- I, don't, I could barely play Bioshock. You know, the only way I could play Bioshock, I just started dating Foley, and I had to have her sit behind me, and I kind of sat in her lap, so I didn't feel like anything was going to sneak up behind me. You, be, you did get all the way through I the game, though, right? I did Bioshock, okay. yes. But I just don't oh, like... that's because we were talking about like the shitty scared. ending of Bioshock last yeah. week, yeah. I just don't like being... I'm way too easily scared. I, I, I never like thought it. about Bioshock being a super scary game, but it is. I didn't yeah. think about that for it's this It's that list. atmosphere, you know? Yeah, it it's is like, really atmospheric, yeah. yeah. Um, Shit. Resident Evil, it doesn't help that the Resident Evil games have not aged very well, but Resident Evil 4 was a good game back Man, in the day, but that was like games, six years ago. How many games can you go back to, really? Yeah. That's the tragic thing about games. Dark Souls. That game was scary <laughs> as balls for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Seventh Guest. You oh, mentioned yeah. this a couple days oh, yeah. ago. You never played it? No, oh, I played like 15 minutes of it in the middle of Incredible Universe in a demo computer, and just that 15 minutes of it scared the hell What the hell is Incredible Universe? Incredible Universe was a... Like a was, a, was like, it, sort of, it was like a Best Buy sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all I remember about it was about in a stuff, giant warehouse. The only know. thing I remember about the seventh guest is is was Nintendo used it as the demo reel for the Super Nintendo CD add-on that never came out. <laughs> and that's it. Which is funny because I saw you can buy it for like two dollars on the iPad. Yeah. Which is funny. Like twenty years ago, it was like, oh, this is gonna be the cutting edge thing for a five hundred dollar add-on. It's for like a you had to thing. buy a CD-ROM for your computer just to play. Seriously. Guest. No, the only Halloweeny game that I well, no, there's Costume Quest. Costume Quest is Costume great. Costume Quest, which I need to finish before next week. Otherwise, I have to wait till next year. That's right. To play. Cute as hell. I, and the closest to a Halloween game that I love with all my heart is Grim Fandango. Which I have not played. Grim Fandango, one of the best video games. Manny Calavera, one of my favorite gaming characters ever. Man, just the idea of of, of, film, of art deco, film noir, Day of the Dead, mashup, Tim Schafer. God bless you, you crazy asshole. Oh, this reminds me for no particular reason. Bram Stoker's Dracula going back to movies. Yes. <laughs> That's one thing I did skip over, unfortunately. Yes. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Terrible movie. <laughs> but does it have Tom Waits as Renfield? It has Tom Waits as Renfield. That, that is the, the best But it also has Winona Ryder and uh, The Matrix as its lead characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, friends, this is the first time in the in the context of this this podcast that Bill has done the thing he does. Die Hard Jumpers the win. He can't remember the name of someone, and so he calls them by the title of the film they're in. That's what everyone does in the Midwest, so I kind of picked up on that. Like I said, like my favorite part of Die Hard is when Die Hard jumps through the window. That that is the famous thing to come out of that. This is the thing Bill does. Um, but Welcome. yeah, no, that's uh, for some reason you thinking about like the the atmosphere of Grim Fandango got me thinking yeah. about the atmosphere of Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's a, uh, a Francis Ford Coppola movie from 1991, 1992. Uh, fantastic fucking score by some Polish guy who's fucking off the hook. Um, great. That's another thing where the movie was consciously done with, uh, the special effects were done with technologically, technology from like the late 1800s. It's all literally almost all smoke and oh, really? mirrors and ropes and stuff like huh. that. And, uh, that's just really nice. Anyway, I just and wanted it's to touch. it's a shit bird otherwise. It's dramatically, it's terrible. Oh man, it's terrible because it's like, like, uh... 
there's all these suitors in the movie for all the female characters, and like there's this one guy from Texas. He's all like, "Oh, Lucy, I love you so much." Like, and and what terrible female characters and scenarios in a in a horror film? Yeah, there's Carrie Elwes who shows up, and he's oh, so really? bland you don't even know what's Carrie Elwes. To be fair, Carrie Elwes can do that sometimes. Uh, man, did you see the thing where the Princess Bride had its anniversary just recently? Mm-hmm. So, like, GQ or something did a big anniversary shoot. Or EW, something with initials. Something like that. <laughs> well, Carrie Elwes, he totally got plastic surgery or something because his face looks fucked up. So they have him turning away from the camera a little bit. Like, because Princess Buttercup still looks hot. Yeah. She looks older, but she still looks hot. Yeah. But uh, uh, Wesley, he's all, like, looking over here because his face is a little pinched because he's got, like, looks too much Botox or something like that. It was very funny to see. <laughs> Anyway, back to horror shit. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. No. No. That's very cute. I didn't have a GameCube. Minecraft. Scary's balls. <laughs> you were gonna I was scary how much time you've spent playing Minecraft. I only built I only took a whole mountain, gutted it, replaced the outer shell with glass, and then built falling water. Um that's all I did in that game. <laughs> No, uh, Minecraft is super scary, but when you're, like, deep, oh, yeah. dark underground and you don't have any yeah. weapons and shit like that, yeah. and shit's exploding around you, and you, yeah, that's a fucked up, yeah, yeah, the exploration point of the game is fucked up. Fallout 3 has its Fallout scary Fallout 3 is, is, but you, it's, a, it's basically the gaming equivalent of a cardboard box with, like, you yeah. know, with, like, um, a popsicle stick puppets jumping at you, like, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. Amnesia Dark Descent. Did you ever Man, see that? I just watched YouTube like play videos of that. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. You start going crazy if you don't have enough light. Oh man. And so like you can't even trust like your own input visually from the game. That's fucked up. It's a little bit yeah. like Eternal Darkness. Yeah. That game before yeah. uh, Dennis Dyack shit his pants out of his mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, fuck that guy. All right, Bill, we, we've clocked into an hour. We better wind this up. Okay, I was almost there. Okay. Uh, Half Life Two. Which you've only played for five minutes of. Not enough to get to the horror element. Oh yeah, no, there's a whole. You go to not Blight Town. Isn't it Raven? Raven Home. Raven Home. You go to Marion Ravenwood. <laughs> Her vagina's haunted. It shoots spiders at you. <laughs> it's a boo out ghosts. Silent Hill Two, which I've never played, but I've always heard great things about. Oh, so I know the ending of Silent Hill Two. You know, Silent Hill's kind of Resident Evil. Isn't game it that there's a dog in a control room? There's a dog in a control room. <laughs> trick ending is it's just a dog with a microphone going burp, 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 burp. Just, one of the best fuck yous I've ever heard about high five people made that game god um I, I wrote down Alan Moore I think I meant Alan, Alan Wake, Wake. <laughs> Alan Moore is his own fucked up video game virtual reality game uh, Left for Dead no. You never played that? Well, I played a little bit of There's it. There's a fat guy who bars on you. I like that part. <laughs> I do that every night after I've had too much gravy. Uh, Bioshock. Uh, okay, last two games I'm going to talk about. Uh, 8-Bit Nintendo Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Seriously? You guys are fucked up. What's <laughs> fucked up about them, Bill? I think in the Friday the 13th one, oh, no. Oh, neither of them you actually play as the main bad guys. Oh, they're terrible. Why did I even put them on the list? <laughs> I read in Friday the What, 13th. you said an 8-bit tie-in game is terrible? Like, to some Friday the 13th scared me as the I read it that one weekend, and you just, like, chased around this, like, weird map where there's cabins, and Jason shows up out of the blue for no reason and just stabs you dead. <laughs> and I was playing that for 3D straight and never understanding what I was doing. That was terrible. Uh, I'm trying to uh, move this as fast as possible. I'm gonna, well, Limbo. Oh, Limbo. Which I got only, as far as the giant spider. Which is literally, play. like, three minutes into the game. I know! 
my arachnophobia is such that it actually made me kind of crazy for like a couple of days. But you were fighting a giant fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I could not, I could not sleep. It was bad. It's almost like irrational fears are bitches. So, okay. We're cutting this short? Yes. Wrap you, it up, Bill. You want to go home and get drunk? I understand. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, only so much podcast. We yeah, how much? Okay, to. so we're gonna tally up how much. Right, let's see, let's see what kind of money, what kind? Oh man, what kind of card I can get my mother? I may be able to afford um, a really nice one with like some sort of recording thing. Wow, you could send her a candle with all that money. <laughs> let's see, twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, a dollar. <laughs> That's all. We got some countdown music 60. for this part. I now have. Two dollars in dimes. Two dollars can buy you a decent card. That's three dollars. Have you sworn three twenty? Thirty-two oh, times. Thirty-two. Oh, an additional fifty cents. Did I miss five? I missed five. I'm yep. sure if you go back, yeah, you'll find out that you missed five. Well, anyway, so that that is our ramshackle ass Halloween special. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, Annie's mom too. <laughs> Um, so I guess what next week we'll probably be blabbing about Uncharted. Can we talk about time. Uncharted all the time? Wait, so wait, next week's Uncharted. I think Uncharted. the week after that, there's nothing Uncharted. that we care about. Then oh, I, I am my brain is blacking out after I experience Uncharted. Yeah, but no, then the two weeks after that, that's the week where it's like Assassin's Creed and Zelda and uh, Skyrim and that, yeah, that's it's gonna, gonna be, be that time longer. when when I'm alienated from all my gaming friends because everyone's gonna be losing their shit over Skyrim. And I'm going to be sitting in the corner playing Curse, Curse Crusade or Assassin's Creed going, I like this stuff, you guys. You guys? You guys? <laughs> what is it? Wait, what is Cursed, uh, Cursed, uh, Cursed Crusade? Yeah, what the hell is it? It's that? some sort of budget Atlas game, but the demo is on Xbox Live and Foley and I played it together. The co-op is actually kind of fun. Is it like a medieval strategy game? It's a Templar thing, so I had to show up to it because I'm a masochist. But no, you're you're a dude in the Crusades and there's a curse. So we'll get a, a update from that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sounds like you'll probably beat that by the time Uncharted comes out next week. Yep. So, okay, uh, this is Bill and Andy. We're going to sign out now. Next week will be our Uncharted cast, I'm sure. I'll Uncharted all the time. We'll yeah, talk about I'm, Drake's butt. I'm sure we're, bo- we're both going to beat it in Nine hours day. of staring at Drake's butt. Is that a Man, bad thing? No, I'm going to my friend's basement um, uh, entertainment center with his like 10-foot high-definition projector screen and surround sound. I'm taking my air mattress. I'm going to play until I pass out, and then we're going to wake up. So what happens? Out. Does everyone just pass around the controller, then? You, when you die, you have to pass the controller around. Oh, okay, that's good. Uncharted is the best game to watch. Yeah, because it's going to be four of you guys all, like... Three. Three. Three of us and a bottle of gin and a lot of Uncharted and an air mattress. Man, I'm going to be sitting... I'm just going to be playing by myself, crying in the dark. <laughs> I'm going to... I want to take the Drake statue that comes in the special edition and have, like, a little offering of some candles. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get a box of donuts. Just... I'm going to be Donut Drake all by myself, just crying. <laughs> all right, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Don't let Hitler in your basement. <laughs> Bill, stop, uh, stop playing Castlevania. Uh, no, 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 no. Stop, playing, uh, no. stop playing Castlevania long enough to tell them our Twitter handle. Our Twitter handle is uh, CastlevaniaIsAwesome.com. <laughs> or Boy Howdy Podcast. At, yeah, at Boy Howdy Podcast. All one word, right? Yell at his friends. Yes. 